Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Kevin Griffin. Kevin, are you ready to do this? I'm giddy to do this. It's bright and early in the morning. I'm caffeinated and ready to go. So fire away, George. Let's go. Kevin is a singer and a songwriter. He's the lead singer for the band Better Than Ezra. He's written songs for artists the likes of Taylor Swift and Train and many others. He is a record producer. His debut book is The Greatest Song, Spark Creativity, Ignite Your Career, and Transform Your Life. Kevin, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Why I do what I do. Uh, that was great. And I realized the title of my book really, uh, it's its a high bar that I'm setting <laughs> transform your life by reading this book um well you said it I, i'm a songwriter um uh, first performer i've been doing i've been playing in, in uh better than ezra since the 90s and and that continues um we're, we're doing a summer tour with train um this, this summer starting in july um and then anything with doing to do with music uh, i have a finger in. you know i publish people and i have a music festival pilgrimage festival in franklin tennessee you can check it out at pilgrimagefestival.com but um a, a few years ago um i started a book and i started the book because a, a few years prior to that maybe eight years total i i started i got asked by a friend they say nothing great nothing good happens uh in a bar after 2 a.m but this one moment during Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but this one moment uh, was uh, the exception. And he asked me to do a speech. We'd, we we uh, uh, had been friends for years uh, to some a group in Dallas. And I, I, I did it. And before I did the speech, I realized, you know, I had to talk about something. And, and I kind of realized, you know, at that point um, that, that there were things that I had to do. Um, and I, I really hadn't, you know, codified it, you know, um, in my career just to stay successful and stay engaged and stay inspired and nimble. And I put it into a speech and uh, four years ago, uh, I started a book and it really, the, the book progress really accelerated during the pandemic. Of course, that's, there has to be some, there's going to be some type of analytics done that will show the explosion of books post COVID. There has to be, let's wait for that. That'll we'll address that the sec next time. This will be for such sure. a successful podcast episode, George. Um, but I finished a book. Um, and it, uh, where I talked about these tools, I call them, you know, the uh, practices of the method. Um, and I, and I didn't want it to be prosaic, and just just really just like the speech or the performance. And so I decided to do it as as a uh, a parable, a story. And, and all my, my songs lyrically tend to be narratives, you know, stories and, and, and uh, characters that aren't necessarily at least on the surface. They're not about me. But then I, I do a little more digging and I realize what I write is always about me. This book isn't any, any exception. It's about a, a character named uh, Jake Stark. Um, a journeyman songwriter who had a huge career um, as a pop artist, played all over the world. And we meet him as uh, just despite hits for Garth Brooks and Madonna and Lionel Richie. And our, and um, we meet him just as he is being dropped from his longtime publisher. And uh, the world's kind of crumbling around him. And that's where the story opens. That is where it begins. Well, I, I I think that that's that makes a ton of sense. Somebody asks you to do a speech on a on a particular topic, you say yes, and all of a sudden the wheels start turning, and yeah. uh, you realize you've got a lot to share and offer, but you don't want to just do it in a 
for lack of a better term, boring method. And so you create yeah. characters in a story around. It. I think that that's great. Well, um, it's, you know, I had read a lot of the business parables um, from Who Moved My Cheese to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all those ones we've all read. Usually I, I would read about half and I'd be like, I get it. Next. <laughs> you know, I, I graduated in English. I'm a graduate of Louisiana State University. Go Tigers. Um, and uh, uh, I've always been a bit of a, a a snob when it came comes to books, even though I'll read I'll I'll read my Booker Prize winning book and then I'll read, you know, some some trashy novel. High and low culture is my motto. George. Um, but I, but after reading a lot of those books, uh, I was like, wow, these are really poorly written books. And th- wait, this sold 14 million copies. I can do this. And, uh, and so I started it and, you know, and I created a character, Daniel Smith, Daniels, a, a 28 year old uh, enigmatic billionaire who, who is now living in Nashville with this, this hot music publishing boutique publishing company. And, um, and then I wanted to have fun with it too. And, uh, Uh, Also, in the book, there are songs written as well during basically the protagonist, Jake, um, agrees to write with these five different writers from this publishing company. And they illustrate to him, teach him these five practices in in the method and songs are written um, in the book. And what I thought would be fun is to uh, actually write those songs. And uh, so when the book comes out April 25th. There will be a link uh, in the book uh, to the playlist on whatever streaming platform you use, but also in uh, the audio book, which I'm just finishing. Uh, uh, you actually hear the songs being performed and written as as I'm talking about it in the narrative of the story. Uh, you know, a beat happens, a, a guitar part or, or Brit Kanuka, the songwriter from Barbados uh says a song title you actually hear it so it's it's really it's kind of different in in the in that 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 really isn't done very often so uh it's been fun if nothing else my friends and loved ones will are going to have a lot of fun after they listen to the audiobook razzing me about my um impersonation abilities or lack thereof i think that that's awesome (laughs) and you obviously have have the unique ability to to write and perform songs and we have the technology to be able to sort of enable an audiobook or whatever kind of book to be just more interactive so super cool that 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 makes a ton we of sense we have the technology you just yeah. was, was that just a slightly veiled six million dollar ref man reference i i i, I wish i were that clever kevin so it was <laughs> well we just... already before before we went live we already did a an escape from new york an escape from la snake plissken reference so I want to take it back even further to Lee Majors. Let's this, go. You know, let's, do, let's just do it. Let's just change the whole format of this podcast. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> so practices of the method. Um, so yes, the greatest song and then transform your life. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm all about audacious claims. Um, what What can somebody who's not in the music industry take from this? What I realized was that the tool, the things that I do, the tools I use, um, weren't just, uh, they weren't mutually exclusive to, to music, um, that, uh, it's, it, it, it applied. And that's why the, the speaking and stuff just kind of blew up because it's stuff that we, if we, if we all do it, it helps whatever endeavor, whatever career you're in. What I found though, was that 
music is is interesting and sexy to everybody, you know. So if I couched it in, uh, you know, the story of a musician, then it would actually be interesting. Um, I just found that that as you, you know, inspiration um, and creativity seems for a lot of people to be when they're younger, because, you know, I, it, one of the practices is, is filling the well, which is really continuing education throughout your life. That the idea is that when you're young, it's you inspiration lies in this finite well. And when we're being creative, we're drawing upon those reserves, right? Um, so in, if being creative animals, all of us are, all of us are creative. Um, it just doesn't have to be a song. It could be a business plan. But when we're drawing on that inspiration, it's incumbent on you to continue putting inspiration back. So how do you, how do you avoid creative bankruptcy? Um, so I think that as you go through life, you have to have intent it can't just be a passive uh, uh, process. Otherwise, you're just not going to continue evolving. So uh, five of the things I talk about in the book, the practices are creative collaboration um, and what that looks like in a songwriting situation, but also in, in a business situation, surrounding yourself with people who bring a skill set that's different than your own, um, actually listening, not micromanaging, checking your ego that there's a theme that runs through the book about how the ego gets in the way of any type of progress in your life. And one of the characters, Shane Sawyer, who's kind of a, a Sam Elliott character in the, in the book. And I do, a, I do a good Sam Elliott impression in the audiobook. He has a saying, my ego is not my amigo. And uh, so that's creative collaboration. The second uh, practice is, uh, is filling the well. And, and, and I go through in the book, just uh, practical ways of, of continuing to uh, be inspired, um, uh, not only like through music, but also knowing the business of your business, how to connect the dots, embracing the success of your competition. The third uh, practice is changing your attitude, which isn't like how your parents would tell you to change your attitude, but it's in the book, there is a scene where our songwriter uh, goes up in a Cessna 150. And he learns it very quickly in a harrowing scene that's uh, that's funny as well, that uh, your attitude in, in aviation terms is your orientation to the earth or more specifically your angle of approach when you're landing. Mm. And, and that scene illustrates that when you're in a creative deadlock, whether it's music or business and you're trying to figure out a problem that's vexing you, change your angle of approach on how you solve that problem. In music, you know, for me, it might be starting instead of starting with the guitar part, I'll start with a beat. I'll start with a lyric. I will uh, reverse engineer a great song I love. And you can apply that to anything uh, in your life. Uh, the fourth tool is changing, uh, not changing your attitude, is leaving your comfort zone, which we've heard about, but uh, a lot. Uh, but in the book, it's it's dealt with a little differently on a pontoon boat in the middle of Old Hickory Lake. And and it's just the idea. And look, you hear it again and again. Cliches are cliches because they're the truth that that when you leave your comfort zone, that's when you're you enter a growth zone. And often when you're feeling comfortable uh, and little off balance and life is in flux, that's often when you're forced to be your most creative. That's when I've had my best uh, uh, songs written. And the fifth, the fifth uh, practice is uh, illustrated by Sir Daniel Smith Daniels. And there is a bit of a wink and a nod to Spinal Tap, the movie there. I wanted to just be the most preposterous name. Um, <laughs> and, it, and the fifth one is Dare to be Stupid. 
Uh, and the idea that you'll never uh, come up with anything truly groundbreaking unless you're prepared to fail. And that that is a quote I take from Sir Kenneth Robinson, um, who had one of the best uh, TED Talks ever. He sadly passed away. He's a sir as well, um, or was. It's the idea that, you know, in work, in life, uh, you know, create an environment where big ideas are encouraged and, and failure isn't stigmatized that the people who are the best in business, you know, um, uh, don't have a filter and they throw crazy ideas out. And those are the ones that stick, whether it's a crazy idea in their lyric or a crazy concept in tech or whatever it is throughout the book though, you know, I think the reason the book works is that the, character jake stark also starts to see that by listening more um being willing to change and evolve uh changing his approach to his marriage um getting out of his comfort zone and daring to be silly uh that his life turns around his relationship with his wife and his son and then he actually finally uh understands what uh the greatest song is about but you got to read the book George, you got to read the book to understand. There's a twist. It's not an M. Night Shyamalan. I can't even say his name. M. Night Shyamalan level. It's not. It's right on the level of the sixth sense. Nice. It's right. It's that kind of twist. I love it. It might be. Who knows? We may turn this into a a movie. At the very least, it it will be a Hallmark movie. I, I, I think it'd be stupid not to. You know, there's a great. I, I, I realize just now. I'm writing. I'm going to have a country write later today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pitch the song title Hallmark movie. I, that, like I want my life to be a that Hallmark. That there's not a existing country Get song. That Get yeah. Ready. This, Next Miranda Lambert banger will be Hallmark movie. Okay, there it is. The, the thing just right away. Get a third. You're part of it now. You get. You yes. get a awesome. That's the mantra in Nashville. Right away. Get a third. I think that that's fantastic. I certainly deserve some credit for it. I'm here. I flood. A big, a big part of a success is just showing up, Kevin. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. So I'm, doubt, doubt, fear, regret. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Why do we have a problem with with creativity? We just the average run of the mill massive Americans out there? Uh, um, I think the problem is that a lot of us lose it. Um, One of my favorite quotes is Picasso uh, famously said, Pablo, let's call him my first name, (laughs) um, famously said that we're all born artists and the challenge is is how do we stay artists as we get older? Mm put another way how do you how do we grow into our creativity as opposed to out of it and um my challenge in life is is pushing back the wave of cynicism and being jaded and continuing to keep wonder because you know when you're young and just starting out wonder is something you don't even uh, you don't even say you're just full of it and optimism you know the problem is you allow it you you uh, get older you realize uh there's no santa claus <laughs> you know uh, metaphorically throughout your life and um and so it's easy to just quit being creative quit daring to be stupid quit and and so this book and and is really about 
how do I keep that wonder? How do I stay an artist? Because I think that everybody is a creative animal. And and I, and I don't think Picasso meant that we're all going to be, you know, Basquiat or, or Jackson Pollock doing a drip painting. But I think it means whether it's, uh, you know, a podcaster or a musician or a baker or a plumber that everybody brings um, artistry to their daily tasks. And so I think the problem uh, is, is, how do we continue just staying wide eyed and, 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 and full of wonder in seeking and having intent on um, being creative and being inspired? Um, you know, there's osmosis is a powerful thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always have my antenna open, you know, as a songwriter, I'm, how do I get influenced by new inspiration songs and stuff and whether whatever business you're in, um, or, or not business, you know, being at home with your kids, how do I continue getting inspired and just, and just being silly. And, uh, that pays so many dividends creatively. So I hope the book in a small way can, can help, uh, people, um, stay more creative and, uh, and, and, and nimble, um, in their life. And all those things certainly lead to a richer, more fuller, more colorful, more yeah. enjoyable life. I, I, absolutely. Um, because, you know, I, I, I don't buy that, uh, you know, that I'm all about a third act and a fourth act and a fifth act. And, and I love stories about people who continuing to, to do amazing things throughout their life. And I, and I've never, uh, subscribe to the notion that all oh, your best days are behind you. I, I'm, I'm not that guy. You know, I, I'm, I'm an optimist to a fault. Um, so, uh, and part of that was writing this book, you know, as, 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 and wanting to share that. And, you know, I, I, it, it again, there are certain things though. You, you don't want to, uh, you know, as you get older, uh, again, it's a cliche a little bit, but something that your life should, what you do should have some purpose. And, uh, but then you get a little older and if you're, if you're have your eyes open, you're like, I want what I do to have some purpose. Um, and so doing this book was, was, was wanting to leave something, you know, um, just give, Hey, this has worked for me, man. You know, here's a, I've couched it in a fun story. See if you get something out of it, you know? And, uh, that was really the big part of it. Cause you don't make any money from a book, George. <laughs> This was, this had to be about just sharing something that I really love. Yeah. And a challenge of a new medium for you. Oh, gosh. I've loved, I've loved learning all the lexicon, you know, the line edit, the developmental edit, the galleys, you know, and that's, that's really what I've done in music and in, in business. I've continued to like, okay, I'm in this music business, but there's this whole other, uh, discipline in my business that I know nothing about. I want to put that hat on and I want to go through that learning curve. So whether it was in nine years ago, starting a music festival, like, okay, I'm, I'm a performer. And then I've realized that within my own industry, there's a whole world that I don't know about, you know, being a promoter, being a producer, um, I have a relationship with my agent, you know, like I, it's great. I've been with him for years and he goes out and gets me shows and I'm always like, hey, I need I need shows. I've got bills, you know, but then I realize 
as a as a producer of a festival, oh, there's a whole other relationship with a, a, a festival producer and an agent. You have to kiss the ring. They are they are in a in a ivory tower. And you want if you want Chris Stapleton or Justin Timberlake or the Foo Fighters, you got to kiss the ring. Um, and and that's really in life though. It's it's like how do I continue wearing different hats and 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 being challenged? Because the the more I'm challenged, the more those neural pathways that might be getting a little ossified or dusty, you know, shake off the dust, so to speak. And uh, and then it just you know it, it gives me a reason to wake up too. So um, here I am. Speaking of waking up, bright and eyed and bushy tailed. <laughs> Yeah. Ego is not my amigo. Give me the Sam Elliott. Not my amigo. Uh, <laughs> that's my dude. That's my Sam. That's that's as good as I can do at this early hour. Uh, I, think that, I think that that is well done. We can we can do a whole podcast about. Let's do a podcast, me and you, and it's called Talking Sam Elliott. Okay. If we just talk about Sam Elliott and we do it in a Sam Elliott voice. Has he ever is 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 he ever sung? Is is he a singer? I don't know, but gosh, I know my wife would buy it. Uh, sure, I, I'm sure everybody would. Like the you man is an American treasure. Doesn't have a crush on Sam Elliott. Uh, Most I, do. No, I mean, or man, okay. I've got a crush on Sam Elliott. Sure. <laughs> he wears. You know what? In, in the book, the character uh, Shane Sawyer is my Sam Elliott, and he always wears uh, what we call a Tennessee tuxedo. A Tennessee tuxedo is head to toe denim. It's a denim jacket, a chambray shirt, denim jeans, and you could do denim shoes, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't advise that. There's no good denim shoes, though. I'm sure Skechers makes a denim shoe, but it's Skechers. So another opportunity. How are there not denim cowboy boots? Give me a break. Denim, uh, but no, we always laugh when we see somebody head to toe denim. <laughs> Every once in a while, you find yourself like you walk out and you're like, what am I doing? I'm wearing head to toe denim. I need to go. I need to go uh, change. <laughs> Too much. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. And, Brother, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for all your work. Um, where can people learn more about you? Um, where can they learn about the Pilgrim Music Festival? And where can they get their copy of The Greatest Song, Spark Creativity, Ignite Your Career, and Transform Your Life? Uh, the Greatest Song, they can go to kevingriffinmusic.com forward slash book. Or you can go, just put in The Greatest Song, Kevin Griffin, in, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you like to get your, your book on. Or the Audible book. Uh, on Instagram, go to Kevin M. Griffin. Uh, M is a Michael, uh, and go to pilgrimagefestival.com. This year we have, uh, who do we have? We have the Lumineers. We have Zach Bryan. We have the head and the heart, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Knights with sweats, Ashley McBride, the black crows, James Bay. It happens September 23rd and 24th. Better than Ezra will be playing and I'll be doing a book signing at the event. Also at kevingriffinmusic.com. Um, I have a book tour, so I book tour dates all through May, June, and July. So check it out. And thank you again for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Kevin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to kevingriffinmusic.com. It's Kevin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, music.com. Uh, check out the Pilgrimage Festival. Yes, sir. 
Kevinmcgriffin.com. It's September 23rd. Find him on Instagram, Kevin M. Griffin. And pick up your copy of The Greatest Song, Spark Creativity, Ignite Your Career, and Transform Your Life, wherever you buy your books or on his website. And I'll link all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Kevin. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good one. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.